The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you. You are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father, God, has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. So they said to him, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you. It was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. So last week, our Lord had healed many people and, and gone up the mountain to pray. And, and then we had that scene where, where all these people start showing up. And he had that exchange with Philip. You know, how can we, how can we give them enough bread to eat? And then our Lord took five loaves and two fish and multiplied them to feed this vast crowd. And when he was done, he left to go again, like up the mountain to pray. And so when he arrives across the sea in Capernaum, all the crowd notices that he's gone and they want to go and find him. And and so they go and find him. And then Jesus says this to them. You're looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled, right? You're not looking for me because you saw signs. And our Lord had done many signs that attracted people. You know, he has cured cripples and he's made blind people see. And then he took bread and he fed 5,000 people. And he's saying, it's not because you saw that thing that you're here, but because you ate the bread and were filled. 
And, he, and he's pointing out something that, that's very different, right? That's very different because it's a different thing, you know, to sort of see a miracle and, oh, okay, I want to see another miracle. Like we might do if we go to a magic show, you know, like, oh, wow, that was amazing. And, and like, and I want to see that again. It's a very different thing from like, somebody fed me and it touched my heart and it formed a relationship. And because of that relationship, I'm drawn to be around that person again. And, that, and that's really a, a difference in Christianity is that like we don't believe Jesus is sort of this wise teacher and we have to read what he used to say and, and kind of look at what he used to do and try to do that too. We believe Jesus is a person who's impacted our life, right? He's impacted our heart. And because he's impacted our heart, we want to go and be in relationship with him and move towards him. It's like, have, it's like a father, you know, as, as we've been doing the consecration to St. Joseph and, and, and meeting as a group on Saturday mornings, like one of the themes that came up is, is this idea that like fatherhood is not something where you sort of like watch somebody who's a good father that you admire and then you try to do what they do. Like, fatherhood is learned as we experience it in relationship with our own father. It's our own father acting in our life and the way he is towards me that teaches me how to be towards others. It's something different than imitation. It's, it's, it's meant to be transformation. And so they ate the loaves and they were filled like, like our Lord's grace touched their hearts. And that's why they're looking for him. And then they say to him, what do we have to do to accomplish the works of God? And, and that's a really common thing that lots of us ask. You know, lots of people will ask me that question in spiritual direction. Like, like what do I have to do? You know, what do I have to do? It's like the rich young man who goes to our Lord. And he's like, what do I have to do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says, follow the commandments. You know the commandments. Follow the commandments. And he's like, well, the, the, I think there's something more. I think there's something more. Okay, then go and sell everything you have and follow me. Like be in a more, in a deeper relationship with me. And so our Lord's answer to that question, what do I have to do? Is simply, he says, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent, right? That you believe in the one you, that he sent. All you have to do is believe in me. And to believe in Jesus means, this document Lumen Fide on faith, it says that believing means entrusting oneself to a merciful love that always accepts and pardons and makes straight the crooked lines of our history. So it means entrusting myself to him is to believe in him. That means I can place my heart in his hands and let him guide my life because of the way that I've seen him taking care of me. This person, Jesus, has entered into my life and changed it. He's touched my heart. And because of that, now I can place my heart in his hands. And, so, and, that's, what, and that's all we have to do. And, and sometimes that's like, it's the simplest thing and the hardest thing. 
You know, it's like when people struggle with addictions and they might come see me for spiritual direction and they say, like, well, what do I have to do to quit this thing? I'm like, like, there's nothing you have to do. You, you have to, like, surrender your life to God. Like, you have to let God run your life. Okay, like, what do I have to do to do that, right? Like, so I'm still trying to be in charge and drive the train. And what, and what our Lord is trying to do is let us let him impact our life. Let him enter into our life and change everything. And what happens is when we let him do that, then we start doing these things spontaneously instead of doing them as a chore. You know, when I was in the seminary, I remember, like, I used to fantasize a lot, and I, and I, I have a lot of grandiose thinking you know, that I have to keep in check. And I remember being a seminarian, and I was like, oh, okay, when I'm a priest, we're going to have, like, adoration every single day and I'm going to get up early and pray my bravery and get it all out of the way in the morning and then I'm going to like conquer the world with the rest of my day and we're going to bring all these people in the and and then I got ordained and I would I was kind of like I I just want to watch Netflix you know like 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 that's all like too hard and and uh, and I never really successfully did those things. Like once in a while, I would rally, you know, like I would rally and be like, okay, I'm getting up early this morning, and I'd rally, and and then like I'd watch Netflix for I watch a whole season of Netflix after that or something. And um, and it wasn't something that I was able to do based on like a decision and willpower. But but really and and really beautifully. You know, in in this year and months leading up to to becoming the pastor here, like our Lord has just like impacted my life at such a deep level, and and I've come to know His love for me in in a way that's that's bigger and deeper than than, than I ever thought was possible again. And and I found myself just like, okay, we're gonna have adoration every day before mass because I want to, because I desire to, because it's more interesting than anything else that happens during my day. And, and I don't really want to miss out on what our Lord wants to do in my, like, it's because I want to, and I'm, I'm just moved to do that or moved by love to do that. And, and I find myself getting up earlier ever since I've been a pastor and, and desiring to pray in the morning. And, and I find myself doing all those things I dreamt about doing but the difference is letting our Lord move my heart. The difference for me was letting our Lord move my heart and surrendering to his great love. Because that's, that's really what he desires for us, you know? He desires our transformation. He desires our transformation. And the people say to our Lord, sir, give us this bread always. And he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. And, and so when he says that, you know, he's, he's saying, whoever comes to me, whoever surrenders their life to me in this way, whoever allows me to move them by love, whoever allows their heart to be transformed by me will never hunger for affirmation from other people. Whoever does this will never hunger for Lust. Whoever like allows the Lord to change their life and be their source of refuge and strength will never hunger for 
Netflix binge watching. Like, like we'll never be hungry for any of those things that get in the way because we're allowing our Lord to fill us. And he fills us with his person. Right? He fills us with his person. And, 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 the, and the greatest gift we have as Catholics is that like, he says, I'm the bread of life. And then he truly is the bread of life. And every time we come to him in the Eucharist, he enters into our life and he fills us in order to transform us. Every time we come to Eucharistic adoration, it's a chance to reflect on the fact that that he is, is truly present. It's a chance to surrender to his love. And what, what do we do in Eucharistic adoration? Like, I, I really love St. John Vianney, who says, like, I just kind of look at him and he looks at me. And, and we recognize that he's attentive to us and he notices us and he patiently waits for us. You know, and that's his will, right? That's his desire. His desire is simply that we surrender our life. You know, and that's another important point because so, so often, you know, there's dialogue about doing God's will. And, and really, God's will is just that we surrender our heart to him. That's it. And, and sometimes, like, I used to think there was this thing called God's will. And uh, in my job, like, God's will is like this mystery. And my job is to figure out the mystery and then do that. Like a big puzzle that I have to put together. But it doesn't really work that way. If it did work that way, then I would feel like I'm supposed to be living in like plan A, but I messed up plan A. So maybe there's plan B and maybe there's plan C. And now I'm on plan like triple Z. And, and like it doesn't work that way. And like that's how I used to think for a very long time. I thought like God's will for my life was really that I would have left West Point after two years and become a priest way earlier. And, and it was for a long time that I really felt like I'm living the wrong life. And, and I'm on plan like whatever triple Z and I'll never really get back to the glory that he wanted for me which is really a bunch of junk because because our Lord just wants to transform us wherever we're at you know doing the will of of our heavenly father just means like looking for what our Lord is doing and I'm going to do that it means like saying, Jesus, what are you doing right now in this situation, in this time, in this parish? Like, and I'm, I'm going to just try to do what I see him doing. And we surrender in the present moment. We surrender in the present moment. Because the constant will of Jesus is to make all things new. And that starts with what he does in our own hearts. And it happens every time we encounter him. And so today, as we prepare to receive our Lord in the Eucharist and celebrate this Mass and offer him our lives, let's just ask that our hearts be open to whatever it is that he wants to speak to us personally and whatever it is that he wants to do in our hearts right now. Asking that we're truly transformed by his love and that we learn to simply place our life in his hands.
and allow him to be in charge of our life. So that when we go out from here, we go out with transformed hearts, we go out with joy, we go out knowing the peace that comes from him. That we become witnesses of his transforming life and love to each person that we encounter.